0: talking about. Film's the greatest educational medium the world has ever known. Hi guys and welcome back to Teenage Golden Age, a podcast where we talk about old Hollywood movies from the perspective of the next generation. Today, we're gonna talk about Marilyn Monroe and avoid mentioning what is constantly voiced about Marilyn Monroe and dive deeper into her talents as an actress. Before I go any further, make sure to follow our Instagram and TikTok where we post movie clips, podcast clips, questions, and more. Make sure to rate and review us if you enjoy the podcast and so more teenagers can discover old movies. And also, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, email us at teenagegoldenage at gmail.com. Okay, now I was really hesitant to create a Marilyn Monroe episode because she's probably one of the only actresses that the new generation knows. And I think it's sad that she's the only old Hollywood actress that is recognized and known in today's world when there are so many more amazing actresses Of that time that are just as haunted interesting and beautiful i mean just look at the fact that we there were literally two films that were released this year about marilyn monroe on netflix one being blonde which we'll talk about later in the episode and the documentary the mystery of marilyn monroe the unheard tapes also, the fact that everyone went insane when Kim Kardashian wore to the Met Gala the dress that Marilyn wore to sing Happy Birthday to John F. Kennedy. Marilyn Monroe is constantly mentioned in pop culture. Everyone dresses up for her, as her for Halloween, and we see clips of some of her films on Instagram and TikTok. She is just all over, and it kind of annoys me for one main reason, and it's not because I don't like Marilyn Monroe, because of course I do. It's the way people talk about Marilyn Monroe that kind of upsets me, like... Even though she was this fantastic actress, we obsess about her because she was a sex symbol and had a lot of controversy in her name. The amount of people sexualizing her and obsessing over her pain and a whole persona is really disgusting. And she sticks out from a lot of old Hollywood actresses for the amount of scandal she had and how her persona was different from kind of like the innocent girl one. She wore more scandalous outfits in contrast to the conservative outfits like Audrey Hepburn wore and many other actresses and just normal people wore in the 50s and she also had a lot of love affairs which you know still controversial today I guess just all of the mystery of her death and the horror of her life is what draws people to her and we really only look at her struggle and beauty and not of her incredible talent, her performances, and how hard she actually worked to be a serious actress. I asked a few of my friends if they knew who Marilyn Monroe was and all they knew was her image and I can bet most people don't even know she was an actress. Like yes, she was mostly, she mostly did dumb blonde roles but for some reason, we perceive it as she wasn't even acting and she was actually dumb in real life. The fact that people thought she wasn't acting and she made it look easy just proves her acting ability because she's able to act so seamlessly that people received it as reality. And that's really literally the definition of a talented actor and also playing the dumb blonde role isn't as easy as you think and it could be just as hard as playing in a dramatic role because after all it is a comedic performance and creating comedy is difficult also playing the dumb blonde role is a lot of mastering the comedy of it and she actually yearned to get more intellectual roles and more serious characters, but the studio and audiences restricted her from doing so. And she even studied method acting in New York, which was a new, method, new acting method at the time, so she could improve her performances and actually be taken seriously. Just a little bit about her life. Norma Jean Mordenson slash Baker was born in 1926, and her childhood was spent in a foster home due to her mother's mental illness. And this affected Norma Jean for the rest of her life. And as a child, Norma looked up to Dean Harlow, which must account for her similar image later in her life. And in 1944, Norma Jean was working in a factory when photographers came to photograph the woman who worked there and one of the photographers told her that she had a modeling career ahead of her and so she pursued that pursued that yes from there Marilyn's first film role was as a high school girl in a movie from 1947 titled Scuda, who, scuda, hey. So to make her well-known persona, she bleached her hair and changed her name to Marilyn Monroe. She worked up to her famous early roles in the Marx Brothers' Love Happy, Asphalt Jungle, and All About Eve. And she started to gain more popularity with the 1952s Monkey Business, and we're not married. However, she only became the icon she is now with the treasured Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and Niagara. With the success trailing off of those, Marilyn was able to secure more leading roles throughout the fifties, like How to Marry a Millionaire, There's No Business Like Show Business, and the signature The Seven Year Itch. However, her later career in the mid to late fi- the mid to late fifties and early sixties was wrapped up by psychological problems and drug use, which is still highly controversial. Seeking for more serious and dramatic roles, Marilyn studied acting with Lee Strasberg in the late 50s. And entering into the new decade, Marilyn did Some Like It Hot and Let's Make Love and The Misfits from 1961. And also, I say and so much, and The Unfinished some something's got to give from 1962, really good movie. And do we really need to rehash her death? Um, if you want to learn more about it, there are so many places where you can learn more about it, and on the Netflix documentary that I talked about earlier in the episode. But I just really want to honor her and not obsess over her death again and again. I really want to spend the time in this episode to look at all of her films and celebrate them because that is the aspect of Marilyn Monroe that is not really talked about. I'm gonna go over the films where her acting performances really stand out and the three films that I picked out of all have like kind of different performances from Marilyn and I think you guys will enjoy seeing a bit of her range. Even though it may not seem like she had a range, I personally think she did in some movies that I love but I won't have the chance to talk about in this episode are some like hot from 1959 which I will definitely do a dedicated episode on that movie it is such a good movie one of my favorites how to marry a millionaire from 1953 and the seven-year itch from 1955 email us or dm us if you guys want a part two talking about these films anyways let's talk about gentlemen prefer blondes from 1953 Bus Stop from 1956, and The Misfits from 1961. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, 1953. I hate to think where you'll wind up. You're wasting all your time on unrefined persons without any money. Before we get started with this film, I remember when I first watched Marilyn Monroe in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and I was so eager to finally see the woman that everyone talked about and by watching her films I felt kind of a connection to her and I was able to understand her a little more and kind of her persona beyond the pictures I actually saw of her and this is just another example of how film really brings people to life and history to life and how you really like connect with old famous people by seeing them like move and talk for a summary, Marilyn Monroe plays the showgirl, Lorelai Lee, who's engaged to be married to the wealthy Gus, much to the disapproval of Gus's rich father, who thinks that Lorelai is just after his money. When Lorelai goes on a cruise accompanied only by her best friend, Dorothy Shaw, um, the father hires Ernie Malone, a private detective, to follow her and report any questionable behavior that would disqualify her from the marriage. Just by reading this plot, you can kind of see how the silliness of this movie ties in and how the dumb lawn part weaves in. This musical is so catchy and I literally sing all of these songs constantly. I love Marilyn's musical performances so much, especially because Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is in this film. Now, I don't think Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is an especially incredible song, but the way Marilyn performs it with so much emotion makes it one of the best musical numbers in history. When I when she just sings and dances, she kind of evokes this energy that makes us want to sing along with her and pretend that I'm, like, grabbing diamonds. She has this certain charisma that is so unexplainable, but, like, every time I see her perform, I just want to sing with her. And she just has so much exuberance that makes me want to just be with her, you know? And maybe it's, I don't know, I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's, like, her facial expressions that just make her lively or I don't know, just something about her, just, uh, I love it. And in the film Blonde, she, that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, they make a recreation of this scene. Ana de Armas, who plays Marilyn, does a re-indition of "Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and then I was watching the side-by-side of her performing it and Marilyn doing it. I don't know why, but Marilyn just has so much more magnetism, whereas Anna's performance feels a little more flat. Feels like Anna was just simply doing the dance moves while Marilyn does them with expression and intent. And this illustrates how special Marilyn was and how, I don't know, she was just incredible. Also, let's just acknowledge her remarkable dancing and singing. So apparently she did most of her own singing with the exception of a few high notes at the beginning of the song that were sung by Gloria Wood. Sing, um, The singing she did was so memorable and you can't say she's not talented because literally nobody in Hollywood today actually sings their own songs in films. Overall, Marilyn is very funny in this film and her comedic timing is so flawless and really hilarious. And what's incredible about her performances is she was just able to make a joke and act like it just wasn't a joke. She is so good at playing a dumb blonde and she just makes it really comedic and funny. You actually have to have skill to play a dumb blonde role and that's what I love about this film because she executes it so well. Enjoy your treat. How many times have you crossed? This is my uh. Third. Don't you feel alone out on a big ocean? Well, I. Uh... I just adore conversation, don't you? Bus stop, nineteen fifty six. We ain't getting married. That's what I've been trying to tell you, but you're too did to listen. Bus stop is about this guy named Bo who wants to find a wife, and when he sees a Cherie, Marilyn Monroe's character, he's very persistent to marry her even though she refuses to marry. And Beau is just such an an annoying guy who just like won't stop. He's so abusive. And so Sherry becomes stuck. And she has an Ozark accent in this movie. And I think she does a marvelous job really embodying the accent. And what's unique about Marilyn Monroe's performance in Bus Stop is that she does have, still has her usual sexy look where she widens her eyes and has this like flirtatious manner. But she has this extra vulnerable vulnerability, and openness through her facial expressions and her movements. And gentlemen Prefer Blondes, it always seems like Marilyn's character is putting on an act for men, whereas Cherie, Marilyn's character in Bus Stop, opposes men when they sexualize her and opposes when she's being pushed around. She really stands up for herself and is tough and doesn't let men control her path in life. In the beginning where she's talking about how she is harassed by her boss and the struggles of her life, you just feel her anxiety by the way she uncontrollably moves her arms, puts her hands over her face, heavily breathes, her mouth is found, and her voice in kind of like this whiny tone. I love how her quick transitions from being emotionally tormented to having this confidence while she's performing her salute number. It really shows her character's how she loses her anxiety when she's doing what she loves, but deep in her persona, she is a broken person. Marilyn is really good at switching from being sexy to then being an anxious and fearful woman. I feel when Marilyn's scared of Beau and her brokenness every time he treats her with stupidity and toxicity, even when she is silent and she's thinking to herself, do we kind of have a sense of her complexity within? She really makes her character have more complexity than it would have been if another person played it, and throughout the complexity for character, I love how Marilyn still manages to add a comedic touch to it. the misfits nineteen sixty one the trouble is I always backwards back where I started. never had anybody much while filing for a divorce, beautiful ex dancer. Rosalind ends up meeting aging cowboy-turned-gambler, gay, and former World War I aviator Gudo. The two men instantly become infatuated with Rosalind, and on a whim, the three decide to move into Gudo's half-finished deserted home together. When grizzled ex-rodeo rider Pierce arrives, the unlikely for some strike up a business capturing wild horses. The misfits is a great representation of how she improved as an actress and was able to switch a bit of her persona throughout her career in this film her acting is definitely more believable and in a more natural style she uses small movements facial expressions and her tone of voice to indicate her inner emotions and i think her performance is a little more subdued than the one in bus stop her character rosalind is very emotional and a very emotionally intellectual character who is very caring and being moral and humane is very important to her. This is very opposite from her character in Gentleman Perfect Blondes where she only wants to marry someone for their money. This film really demonstrates her ability to play in more dramatic roles and I think one scene that really illustrates her acting ability is more to the end where she is witnessing the men tie down a horse and she's completely terrified and disgusted by their act. You see her eyes water and she's slightly shakes and her mouth with disapproval i just i can just feel that Rosalind wants to get the heck out of there and never see these men again i understand her anger as she fights the men from killing these horses and her melancholy as she sees the horses struggle i would i wouldn't say this is my favorite of Marilyn's films but it definitely has one of her greatest performances you a sensitive fellow so sad his wife grinding me about the bombs you've dropped and the people you killed you have to get something to be human you never felt anything for anybody in your life all you know is the sad words you could blow up the world and all you would feel is sorry for yourself a commentary about Marilyn's performance in this film that i really liked is from the stanford daily and it says that i quote Marilyn's melancholy is not just some passive byproduct of her mental and physical state. It's an intentional actor drive melancholy, which shows her remarkable skill at rendering the lonely divorcee who goes to Nevada to drink and drift and die. Her spaced out husk persking of bust and nanosecond weird smiles are all concisely worked out. She does this miserable business only in front of men who expect it of her, then relaxes in front of Thelma Ritter, her only friend. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode and tell us if you guys would like a part two of talking about Marilyn Monroe and her other films. You guys can actually watch all of these films for free. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes on YouTube and The Misfits and Bust Up on OK.ru which is a slightly sketchy website, but it has so many films for free. Another way to find these films for free is just by looking up the title of the film and then full movie. That's usually how you should find it. I, yeah, that's usually how I find free films. Also, you can watch some of Maryland's earlier films on YouTube, like Loveness from 1951. I love finding free films. And anyways, thank you guys so much again for watching and make sure to follow our Instagram and TikTok all under at teenagegoldenage and see you guys next time. Bye.